Hey, everybody, this is Tim Davis, and I am the host of Think Global, where the world is our home, where strangers become friends and friends become family. It's good to be back with you guys again here in the month of October, and I am joined with my amazing co-host, John. John, say hi to everybody. Hey, everybody. Oh, that's beautiful. It's always fun to be back. It is fun to be back. Uh, it's hard to believe, man. We are doing another podcast oh for the month of October. I love it. This is the highlight of my month every month, and so um, I really enjoy doing this with you, Tim. I appreciate you having me back. All right, man. Um, well, actually... I don't have you back. You, you and I just belong together. Oh, that's so sweet of you. All right. So here we are. We're back together again. And uh, today's going to be a special day. I'm excited about what we've got uh, in store for yeah. all of our listeners. Uh, help I, me. Go I, ahead. Well, I, I want to say, you know, if you're listening to this podcast on Spotify or, or, or uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to podcasts, I think you should pause it right now and go find the YouTube version because you want to watch Actually, this month's podcast. That's right. Now, if you can't do it because you listen while you're jogging or whatever, okay, whatever. But we have some fun guests in the studio today joining us virtually from the other side of the country. Right. And you want to watch today's podcast if you can. That's right. You actually do need to do that. Uh, I, I'll take that seriously because actually we, we are watching it all live right now. Yeah. And uh, they're behind us on our screen. And so it's a, I think it's going to be a good time. So yes, Check it out on YouTube. It's the way to watch this podcast. All right, John, tell us what's happening today, man. Okay, so we're going to talk to a, a few, uh, three specifically, three guests today. They are international students here in the U.S. studying at a university. And uh, this podcast is all about, all of our episodes so far have been about the world and how we experience the world and how the world becomes our home and how those strangers from the other side of the world become friends and how those friends become family. But we want to bring it back to uh, I guess you could say the U.S. soil and what it's like um, in their experience being international students in the U.S. and what their experience is like here, and hopefully an, an encouragement for those who are in the U.S., maybe living in a college town or are around international students of um, how they can be a host right. right here in their own backyard. Right. And you know, there's a statistic, John, back probably four or five years ago that was done with international students who they were willing to say, and like this is the vast majority of the people uh, that were interviewed, that after four years in a college setting in our country, never once were they invited into the home of an American who yeah. lives here. 80%. 80%. 80% yeah. never visit, visited an American home. Yeah. I read that same stat. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. I was going to pull that out of my back pocket, and you just stole it from me. All right, me. man. I'm well, so excited that you knew that. All right. Yes, but that's tragic. It is. Like, it's, so here it is. Uh, people who, like, we need to be hospitable. We need to be people of hospitality and, and how to entertain strangers. And, um, and so the strangers become our friends and those friends become our family. So, so I'm excited about this because what we're doing is a little bit of a reversal. Instead of us going there, it's them here. And so we're connected. We're connected in the human family. And yeah. so we're excited about that. So let's meet our guests. All right, John, how about, you want to take over for me? Yes, All right, I man. do. All yes. right, you guys, I want you guys to introduce yourselves. Uh, we'll start with the gentleman on our left, my left. I don't know how it's going to land, but the gentleman, go ahead. Introduce yourself and where you're from. And where you live most of your life, in case you traveled around. Sure. Um, so I'm Solon. Um, I'm a dual citizen of Japan and America. And I spent my life growing up in Korea, Turkey, and China. Wow. Um, so yeah, all over the place. Yeah, you're you're like multinational, Solon. 
Wow. And you have two passports, U.S. and Japanese. Yeah. That's awesome. Man, I'm kind of jealous, like, right? Because you got a lot going. And um, I would love to have multiple passports for different countries. Anyway, Solon, thank you. All right. Next, in the middle. Hello, I'm Gabby. I've spent most of my life in the Dominican Republic, um, but I'm also a dual citizen of the U.S. and the DR. All right. And uh, so, you know, Solon, how long have you been in college here? Um, I've been in college for a year. So this is my sophomore year. Okay. Gabby? This is also my sophomore year. All right. Next person. Hi, I'm Vicky. I'm from Kenya and I'm a second year student as well at university. All right. That's fantastic. That's awesome. All right. Really what began this. All right. So we're just going to go ahead and uh, tell you what, what happened here. I, I was visiting in, in another part of our country and had a lunch with these individuals. And um, a question was asked and... Um, uh, it, it was very revealing, and thus we're now sitting here because I, I think there's a lot to talk about here and just an awareness that we need. And so, you know, let's begin with that question that I asked, and Vicki, uh, you answered it, but like, you know, there came a time when you landed at an airport in this country, mm-hmm. and your experience, I think, like, um, it spoke to me. It was like, wow, shame on us. We we should be doing better than this. And so, tell us about landing here, what it felt like, and what difference... Well, how would it have been different if we would have landed in, let's say, Kenya, where you are from? Um, Well, I had just come off a very long flight. And um, when I was in the airport, I was a bit lost. I didn't know where I necessarily needed to go next and um, the types of documents that I would be needing to, like, get just through and um, around. But... um, I was clearly lost and I had no help um, when I was in the airport. And I felt like if I was back at home um, arriving there, um, somebody would have come by and stopped and asked um, if everything was okay. Yeah. Um, And I think so. One of the comments you made was that there's such a difference. So maybe we can, we can hunker down on this little subject here. There's a difference the difference that uh, we chatted about that day at lunch was that um, there's a sense of community that you have in Kenya that that you're you're responsible for each other, you care for each other, um, and and it's very different here. Mm-hmm. And um, would you agree with that? And maybe all of you can let, let's just chat about that for a moment. That that culturally around the world, there's so much community, and we have lost that here. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a moment. Community. The absence of it, I mean, uh, have you guys sensed that, that that loss of community that was once a part of your life? I mean, uh, Solon, I mean, go for it. What do you think? I mean, yeah, growing up predominantly in Asia, um, where things are very community-oriented, um, even though I have an American passport, um, I've just grown up with the Asian culture of you do things to help your community. Hmm. And so when um, there's a mindset of you need to do everything for yourself or it's not going to happen, that was definitely something that was shocking to me because I was used to helping people and having that same help reciprocated. Mm. That was, that's been something that I continue to struggle with. Um, 
living here. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. That's good to hear. I mean, thank you for sharing that with us. It's it's sad to hear that that that's a reality here. Yeah. But Gabby, um, what about you? I mean, have you experienced that dynamic or? Definitely. Um, back in the Dominican Republic, I guess the norm was for everyone to be almost extroverted, for lack of a better word. Um, everyone was just sort of friendly and welcoming. And I found that here in the U.S., people are more reserved and to themselves. And that was a little bit of a shock getting used to the like the extremes. Mm. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, I'm not familiar. I've been I've never been to Kenya. And I've never been to the DR, but I've been, um, Solon, I've been to all of those places. But, you know, I'm just curious around the idea of hospitality and um, what what would be a show of hospitality? What's an example of hospitality from those cultures? Like you take food to somebody or you welcome them at the airport, you know, in your case, Vicky. Like what, what are some examples of that show of hospitality that maybe you miss or maybe um, we could learn from? Well, I would say that um, hospitality is something that's very dominant in the mindset and worldview of um, the cultures that I was a part of. Um, so um, nothing particular, but like people are always looking to see how they can help other people um, and to better the community as a whole. Mm. That's good. Others there? Um, well, at least in the DR, uh, hospitality is very food-based. So every meal you cook for the double amount of the size of your family, just in case someone happens to come over so that you have enough to feed them. Yeah. And when someone walks into your house, the first thing you offer them is coffee. Wow. Um, yeah. I love that. That's mm -hmm. cool. I would never think to uh, my wife and I cooking dinner at night, let's say tonight after work, I'm thinking... Hey, honey, I think we should make twice as much in case the neighbor comes over. You know, like, <laughs> that would never cross my mind. But Vicky, what about you? You kind of laugh when she said food. Is it similar in Kenya or what do you think? Um, it is a bit similar. I, I think whenever you visit someone's house, you just have to bring a gift, whether it's, um, I don't know, certain groceries or fruits or tea, something of the sort. Um, just to say Thank you for welcoming me here. Yeah. 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 You know, I know when I think of when I'm hearing all this, you know, like preparing food, the community, uh, offering coffee, that 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 mindset. Like we actually live in a in a culture where we we get up and we go about the business of our morning at home. Then we open up the garage doors, we drive out, shut the garage doors. Yeah. Then we go to work. And after work, we open up the garage doors, go in. It's sort of like living in a fortress. And mm -hmm. uh, we, by virtue of either our fence or our garage doors, we tend to isolate ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we, we live with that fortress mentality of, instead of community, it's, it's my little empire, my little castle yeah. that I'm, I'm living in and I'm trying to protect. And I'm too tired to, to even extend a gracious hand to a neighbor or something like that. So I, I think this is good. I mean, we, we need to be more sensitized to the reality of people and relationships and what community is all about. And, and by the way, would you agree with me? I think if we set the example for that, I think our neighbors would be refreshed by that, not yeah. irritated, but rather refreshed by the fact that we cared about them, right? Right. Yeah. And and those are refreshing moments when we do spend time, at least I'm speaking for myself, like when I actually 
dude takes something over to my neighbor's house or they invite us over, on, not scheduled like, hey, let's schedule something next month and come over and have dinner. But I get home from work and I see my neighbor outside and he says, hey, why don't you come over later and and let's hang out and sit on the patio and and eat something together. That's really refreshing. Right. But what, what is a little sad, I think, is that that kind of stuff happens in these other cultures, like we're, where our friends are from, every single day. Right. And for me, it, it's like this big special moment when right. it happens once in a blue moon. That's you know? right. That's exactly right. <laughs> hey, you know, and I know there's a lot of positives, like, right, you chose to come here. Uh, you, you, choose, you, you made the choice to, like, travel to this country, go to college in this country. And, um, and all of us, again, like, uh, in our neighborhoods, in this city, and, and, you know, we live in a college town right here where there's a lot yeah. of international students here. Um, and so we know there are positives to it. But, but I do want to fo- focus on the, the, the realities of it. And, and one of the, like, can I ask you guys a question? Like, what's been the hardest part? Hmm of being here. Like, just honestly, like, it's hard. I know it's hard to be here in many different ways. Like, what's hard about being here? Because what we want to do is people who are listening to say, you know what? I should be uh, aware of that. I should be sensitive to the person I just passed on the street or they're sitting in the restaurant uh, next to me or near me. Hmm. Uh, what is it? Like, what's hard about living here? Vicki, can we start with you? Oh, yes, of course. Uh- <laughs> I think sometimes just the assumptions that people make um, about my experience or just where I'm from or just other, in general, just different assumptions, it can come across um, in a negative way um, just because I had, I did not have the opportunity to share Hmm. what they thought. So. Ah, now, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Like assumptions without even given the opportunity to like explain or to share or yeah. to say, this is who I really am. Yeah. Right? Is, is there a example, like a brief example you could share? Um, well, for example, um, I was just asked recently about like, oh, how would your parents like um, think of snow as though they haven't been like aware of it, <laughs> but it's like, I would have, personally like answered oh how how is the weather like in Kenya and I could have expanded on that and how we don't have seasonal Hmm. change something as simple as that so assumed (laughs) that like your your parents would be like shocked by snow is that what you're saying because gotcha instead of just asking hey what what's the weather they just assume you guys have no clue what snow is (laughs) right which is is simple but it's profound it's interesting Yeah, 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 yeah 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 How about you, Gabby? Like, uh, you know, what's been hard about living here? Um, Well, the culture isn't entirely new to me because I lived here for the first eight years of my life. Uh But I became very accustomed just to the warmth of the DR, like climately, but also within the people. Um, And I just feel like there's a lack of warmth here. And Hmm. getting used to that has been a little... Interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's relation. I mean, relationship. Right? Yeah, well, that's yeah. back to community, relational. Yeah. yeah. So just a lack of that general warmth yeah. of people. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. Solon? Yeah. Um, I would say just the celebration of culture. Um, I know that there has been lots of um, holidays and things that I celebrated living in Asia. And I appreciated it 
a lot. Um, actually, recently was um, Mid Autumn Festival in China. Right, right. Um, yeah, so it's sad to reflect that it's not really a thing here. Like the culture isn't celebrated, and the holidays that are celebrated are very commercialized. Mm. Um, and so it doesn't always go back to like the family roots or um, appreciating history. Um, so it's been difficult for me to um, settle for something that is so like deep rooted in me and my culture. Yeah. Hey, that's pretty wow. profound. Like actually, yeah. I mean, the, the sensitivity of understanding friends, knowing what they celebrate yeah. and celebrating it with them. I mean, actually right. we experience that globally when it comes to those things that we hold dear and it's a part of, it's ingrained in our very culture, our DNA. And when we're in another country and they recognize that and they want to celebrate it with us. Yeah. it Right? You've been there. Yes. It's a big deal. And I mean, even, um, I, I, I think I shared this on another podcast, but I have a friend in another country that he texts me, I think he texts you too, mm-hmm. on every holiday, like not even like the international recognized holidays, right. but like like 4th of July, that's a very American holiday, right? Right, right. He, he texts me on that holiday to say, happy 4th of July. And just for him to recognize that maybe I'm celebrating something on this day that's unique or special to me, he's willing to celebrate that with me. And, right. and maybe that's where we, that's a lesson that, if we do get a chance to interact with people visiting our country, whether it be for school or for work or for whatever reason, to to get into their world and ask them, what are the things that you enjoy celebrating with your friends and family? Because I want to celebrate that with you. And, exactly right. And, and and figuring out what their holiday schedule is or calendar is and, right. and saying, hey, you told me October 20th is such and such holiday. Like, right. let's celebrate. How do you celebrate that? I want to do that with you. That's exactly That'd be right. kind of cool. And I'm going to, I'm going to even piggyback on that. So let's just, we're not going to say his name, but the guy that we're talking about is a security detail fella yeah. who works for us when we go to Iraq. Mm-hmm. And his whole job is just to take care of us. We pay him for it, but he remembers us mm-hmm. and he, he sends those texts and yeah. he, he tries to celebrate what's important to us. That's, yeah. that's a good Good point. Yeah, I like that. All right, real quick, uh, let me ask you guys. You have a qu- you got a question? No, I wanted. You All to right, so what do you miss about home? <laughs> like, what is it you miss? Like, you go to bed at night and you put your head on the pillow, and no one's talking to you, and the lights are out, and you think about home. Like, what do you miss? I'm gonna say one of the most obvious things. I miss food. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the way that I've been able to adapt with that is um, I actually carry around this little container of Chinese spice. Um, I take that to the cafeteria, sprinkle it on some um, bland food. (laughs) Um, Awesome. um, It's a hint of home. So I try to make do. What what Chinese spice is it? Can we ask? Um. Well, this spice is, well, in Chinese, it's called la jiao. Oh, I love, oh, um, yes. Say no more. That's <laughs> Actually, yeah. Uh, yeah, I ate in your cafeteria, so you do need some spice on that. Uh, don't tell anybody I just said that. <laughs> anyway, um, but yes, good spices. Salon, thank you for that. All right, Gabby, what about you? What do you miss about home at night? Your head is on the pillow. It's dark. Nobody's messing with you. <laughs> um. Food is definitely a big one for me as well, but just because 
back home, like there wasn't much to do per se. So a lot of times if we were bored, like, Hey, let's go out and grab a meal together. Mm -hmm. So it's very much of a bonding experience with other people. Um, so I kind of miss that aspect a little bit. And I also miss, um, I guess Dominicans are known for being very loud and just, we love to party. So like (laughs) there's noise 24 seven everywhere you go. And it's an odd thing to miss, but I do miss it. I miss the noise. <laughs> Actually, I get that. That's yeah. that's a big deal. Like, right? Uh, so much of what we do is just hush hush behind our garage doors. But you're right. Uh, when we travel internationally, man, people just don't go to bed at nine o'clock at night. Right? It, it's alive. It's vibrant. It's dynamic. And yeah. there's something to be understood about that. That's culture, and well, we we get we should get it. Yeah. Well, it could be those kind of like the party vibe or the of of the Dominican Republic, or it can be the Dancing in the squares in China, you know, where they're doing the dancing at night in the squares, like oh, yeah. that kind of stuff. We we just don't do that right here, and to our loss, yeah, to so our detriment, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, Vicky, what do you miss about home? I'll definitely say food as well. Hmm. I just, I just always think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a specific food that comes to mind? Um, from Kenya, like what? Uh, matoke, it's like green banana and potato, like other vegetables and meat. So it's like a stew almost. But wow, Ooh, that sounds good. All right, <laughs> all right. So, uh, John, I mean, let's begin to start wrapping yeah. this up. But like, um, you know what? What it obviously we don't want to be critical of any nation. We don't want to be critical of our own nation. But we've got a lot to learn. We yeah. do have a lot to learn. Um, you know, for you guys. Just speaking, you know, from your heart, like what, what advice would you give us on just hospitality? I mean, how can we be better at embracing international students who've come here, who've said goodbye to family, they've said goodbye to their, their food that they've grown used to. And by the way, that is, that is a big deal. We may minimize that, but that's, that is a big deal. Like when, when we take guests overseas, one of the things they can't wait for is is a meal from home. Yeah. So it's it's real both ways. Wait, so you know, I, I lived in China for a bit, and um, and I went to I went to visit a friend in Korea, and the first thing I made him do was take me to Krispy Kreme there in Seoul oh, wow. because I miss donuts so much. It's like so. F- I'm just to your point. Food yeah. is a big deal when you live somewhere that's not your home country. Yeah, and, but I probably wouldn't have said anything about Krispy Kreme. But anyway. You don't uh, think so? I think uh, yeah, they, they might sponsor the podcast if we say it enough times. All right. They <laughs> might do that. But anyway, so like what, in a nice way, what would you say to John and I like on hospitality as it relates to international students who've left their home, who say goodbye to a family, they no longer enjoy their food, they feel isolated, there's a loss of community. I mean, like, what would you say to us? And, and we really want you to be honest on that. Any one of you. Gabby, I'm going to pick on you first. (laughs) I would say just take the time to reach out to international students and make a genuine connection and just ask them how they're doing and actually mean it, you know, Um, and take the time to know them and their culture. Um, Even just being willing to learn, I know will be greatly appreciated. Maybe even finding a a meal from back home, even if it's not completely authentic, we'll still appreciate the gesture. Right. And I I like the little caveat she threw in there and really mean it. Yeah. Like it's not perfunctory. Right. It's not uh, being polite, uh, actually taking an interest in someone else 
who actually is not from where we happen to be right now. So I think, yeah. uh, Gabby, that's very good. To really mean it uh, matters. Uh, Vicki, what about you? What advice would you give us? Yeah, going off of that, just asking questions is a great start. And just, I would I would have liked if people just reassured me that um, just to give myself grace and patience with just being acquainted with everything that's mm-hmm. new. So just like a little reminder that, you know, give yourself some, some time. Right. And be patient with yourself. Yeah. yeah. Hey, that's a good word too, Vicky. Yeah. Solon. Um, I would say, honestly, just going to use something similar to Gabby, but like genuinely listen. Um, because us international students are just brimming with culture um, and experiences, and we would love to share it, um, but often we don't feel heard. And so having the opportunity to um, tell people about who we are and things that are important to us mm. does mean a lot. So like having people care and listen is definitely something that I would say is very helpful. Yeah. Hey, thank you for that. Yeah. You know, I think the, the message there is to show value to people. Yeah. Uh, no mm-hmm. matter where they're from. Uh, and it might be a neighbor who has lived in this country all of their lives, but it's showing value to them. It's, it's basically honoring them, right? And I think that's what we're hearing from our friends um, uh, today. And that is that uh, show value to an international student uh, who actually feels like a stranger, yeah. where things feel very strange to them, where things feel very abnormal. Uh, it's out of their um, comfort zone. Why not show value? Because we go back to the same same thing we've talked about often. They are image bearers, and um, they've been created. They've ma- been made beautifully, and. Um, and we can, and by the way, it's not just us giving to them, but by reaching out to international students or others, um, we become the winners in that. Like we, we learn so much and we learn more about the world. We, we stop being parochial. It's all about my little world right here. And that's all that matters. And so I think, uh, when we honor other people, value other people, we win. I mean, it blesses them, but we win because yeah. it changes us. It changes our children when they see that. Uh, and it, it can change our world because of doing that. So. Yeah, I love that. I, can I get really like really practical? I want you to. Because, you know, to the general person listening, they might, they might be thinking, wow, this is so encouraging. I hope they're thinking this is so encouraging. Yeah. And I hope they're thinking, I want to get involved. I want to figure out how to get to know some international students in my community. And so just real practical, I have two ways kind of general ways. Like mm-hmm. if you live in a college town, look up your college or uni- your university in your town. And I promise you there's an office of like international student affairs or something of that nature right. and shoot them an email or give them a call and say, Hey, what are you doing? Or when is your next uh, international student night? And cause, cause what they'll do is like these, um, these nights where they bring in all the international students, they can kind of set up booths and they can they can talk about their culture. They can bring in. I've, I've been to some where they bring in their food, yeah. and I'll just walk around just to get the food. But right. but you know, <laughs> but they'll set those up. So that's a great way to meet people. Or if you're not in a college town, or you prefer this other method, number two, I would say get in touch with your local church and say, what are you doing as a church to welcome in 
um, international students in our community and make them feel welcome in our community because I want to get involved. I want to volunteer. I want to help. And I promise you, your local church or your local university, they're looking for people like you and me. They're looking for people like people listening who want to get involved, volunteer their time and their effort to make people feel welcome in their community. So those are two really easy ways, international departments on university campuses and local churches. churches, Yeah, You know, and John, I appreciate that because actually what came to my mind when you were saying that was like, you know what, the first step in ever doing anything correct or right or helpful or honorable in this way is uh, simply opening up our eyes and being intentional about it. Yeah. Like we can we can put our head in the sand and go on with life and we miss the greatest blessings in life by not engaging with people from other cultures. And yeah. that's a that's a dangerous thing and and we live very insular isolated lives that really uh, doesn't yeah. really accomplish much except yeah. for ourselves. So I, know, I think it's good. And you know it it's it's scary in a sense like you know, you're going to think, oh, I'm going to say the wrong thing and I'm going to offend somebody or mm-hmm. I'm going to ask a stupid question or yeah. it's okay. It's it, That's better than doing nothing, right? right. And so right. put yourself out there, get to know people, just like uh, Solon said, like genuinely listen, get into their world because yeah. and, and, they have a wealth of experiences to share. And so anyway, yeah. Yeah. that's my very practical advice. All right. So we're going to end up with this real quick. Uh, we're going to go through, uh, starting with you, Solon, um, like, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to walk away from an experience in this country, um, and you're going to go home, um, wherever that is, Japan or back to China, um, Turkey. Um, what do you hope to take away from this experience? Like, what, what's your dream? Like, what do you dream this experience, going to college in the U.S., will accomplish in your life? Um, I mean, I'm in college to pursue a higher education, mm-hmm. um, and America provides that education in a very adequate way. So um, as I leave college, um, networking is very important, um, having relationships with people. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, I want to walk away with a um, professional attitude to whatever career I choose to do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's good. It's a great answer. Yeah, that's and that's actually when you speak of networking and all 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 of that, those connections, like that can be helped by people who show hospitality. Yeah, it's amazing who you will be able to meet uh, over these four years uh, as you interact with others, and that can take us a long way in life. And yeah, and let's just think like if if I'm Solon's friend ten years from now, who knows what kind of impact he will have on the world. Yeah. And uh, I'll be thrilled that I got to know him. Right. Well, he met you, and now he's met me, and he's met Anna. Like, the networking has just already happened. That's right. if you ever need anything, just call Tim. (laughs) Yes, Nolan. I'm here for you, man. All right. So, Gabby, what about you? What do you want to take away from all of this experience? I just hope to grow and mature and um, improve in every aspect of my life and who I am as a person. whether that's my career, my relations with other people, my relationship um, with the Lord and many other things like that. I just want to make sure I'm always improving and yeah. Ex- mm-hmm. That's good. That's also the same, again, Gosh, that's I'll, a part of that relationship thing and all that, that helps you know us grow. I love this group. All right, yes. Vicki. Um, I would say just to make the most of opportunities handed to me and offered and 
to take the skills that I've acquired here and go back and use them at home. Yeah. Awesome. So whatever happens here blesses your home and your community there. So that, again, that's that impact of having an international student here in our country and in our homes. So, all right, John. Yep. We're ready to wrap this up. Go for it. All right. Hey, listen, everybody, thank you for tuning in again to this podcast of Think Global. We're glad you've uh, chosen to be a part of this. Uh, Thank you for listening in. Be intentional about reaching out to internationals. Uh, They have so much to offer us, and uh, it will actually revolutionize our lives. So again, this is Think Global, where the world is our home, where strangers become friends and friends become family. Uh, We will be chatting with you again one month from now in the month of November. All the best to all of you. Uh, We'll see you next time.